You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. Alright, let's start off with... Um, one of the more interesting news items that we got during the week, and it's more of a teaser kind of thing, um, because Bioware had been announcing that they, they're going to have a big reveal at the VGA Awards that are coming up beginning of December. And they made such a big deal about it, and they made, they had a, there was a trailer for it with this little clip that was showing off a whole bunch of different stuff, and Bioware is going to be releasing their next game. And so people are listening especially right now with Dragon Age 2 coming out and all the press is coming out. So you get this video that has these little clips and, and like, I mean, the little clips about the soldier at the broken window. And I mean, people were freaking going nuts trying to dissect this thing frame by frame, identifying the gun as a gun used yeah. in <laughs> Mass Effect 2. So we know that this is a an What's an incisor sniper rifle from Mass Effect 2? Um, on top of that, Bioware then started releasing these picture codes on Twitter that people then got the um, the value the of them. They, yeah. they, they coded them to figure out what they mean. And I mean, Bioware, uh, to, to Bioware's credit, uh, Somebody at Bioware was having fun with this. Somebody was like, <laughs> let's give them the most obscure kind of clues possible and see if they can have fun with this and figure it out. We're talking about like, again, we're looking at strings of, of ones and zeros here, binary code to figure out the properties of the atomic mass of iron and yep. different things from Mass Effect Iron Rebirth. All manner of stuff. Now, they did a few codes like this. But then, all it took was a Sony rep from Russia on Twitter. <laughs> and his tweet, the translation was, Company Bioware Award for Video Game Awards showed a teaser in which we can see the first <sighs> footage, Mass Effect 3. <laughs> so, basically... Oops. Yep, they blew it. Russia. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who was guessing, such as perhaps <clears throat> Joe, that this might be another hey. game. Uh, hey. No, it's Mass Effect 3. The big reveal that's coming up with the VGA Awards is Mass Effect 3. Well, he, apparently he had a little too much in the vodka and let it slip. So, but hey, I'm, you know, my speculation was, 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 you know, positive. You know, it was, it was at least in the realm whatever it was it was a good guess damn it the, you really the, the think clue, that the they clues. could have been working on another <laughs> ip shattered steel has uh the sequel to shattered steel or another in the series has been in uh supposedly in the works for years so that's why it was a lot of people were starting to speculate along those lines and the two things that they they leaked kind of led us down that rat that that road now we can see hopefully that you know, this is real and as is Mass Effect 3, then those things are just red herrings to throw people off the trail because it is something people have been looking for for a long time. I mean, I loved the Shattered Steel games. I don't know about you guys. So I was really excited at the prospect of getting another one, and I thought Mass Effect 3 might be a little further out. You know, if I'm I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. You know what I mean? As long as it's as long as it's well done, uh, as long as my you know Shepard in time doesn't take away from my Mass Effect 3, you know, I'll be happy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm content. Well, I, I got to say, at least the clues make a little more sense for Shattered Steel than they do for Mass Effect 3. Because I mean, that was really stretching it with some of those convoluted explanations that they were coming up with, like relating to planets and star yeah. systems. And I was like, what? And so when you said Shattered Steel, I was like, that one actually makes sense. Right. And of course, yeah. And I had to go back to my, you know, backlog of old ass PC games to actually remember what Shattered Steel was. But then I remembered loving the heck out of it when I was a teenager. So. I as much as I, I think it would be a huge stretch for them to come out with now a fourth IP that they're working on all at once. Exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but Mass Effect is, of course, the obvious choice here. The thing to keep in mind, too, is that Bioware is only so big. I mean, really, they're they've they've got three big IPs on the go. And I mean, you really can't. 
you can't knock the importance of Star Wars The Old Republic right now simply because of how much money they're pouring. EA is pouring into this IP, into this game, I should say. So when you're looking at, and it's an MMO, which is a huge undertaking, and then they're rushing Dragon Age 2 out the door as if it was a, an unwelcome guest, and then you've got now this Mass Effect 3, which no doubt is going to also be really rushed out to try to get it out and and recoup money as soon as possible right now people still feel very positive about mass effect most people loved mass effect 2 so now's the time get out three as soon as possible cash in on that experience which if they've already got the tools and they're going to be using essentially these same tools but with a new story Personally, myself, I don't have a problem with that. As long as it's well-written and and well done so that it wraps up that trilogy, because we know there's going to be more Mass Effects. They've hinted at this. There's going to be more games that are within that IP, but not necessarily the Shepard ones. So if they can wrap up the Shepard story in this trilogy really well, even though it's been a very brief time since 2, I'm all for that. I, in fact, if they were to release that within literally months, I would love it. <laughs> I would really enjoy another Mass Effect game right now. Well, I would definitely enjoy another Mass Effect game. I have so many games that are going to be on my plate. I can stand to wait a little bit. Yeah, but it's not like that that list is going to clear up because as soon as, you know, one game comes out, they're just going to announce something else just as awesome. So no matter when Mass Effect 3 comes out, it's going to be crowded. The, the thing oh, that, that concerns me is whether or not they're going to be using the same tools or whether or not they're going to be trying something different because they've obviously, right now, they can use the same tools as what they're using for Dragon Age 2 because it's going to be the same type of game, no doubt about it. So you're going to have the one experience that's the old-style RPG whereas the new futuristic sci-fi. But I'm expecting that controls and everything are going to be damn near identical for both of them. And what this all comes down to for me is, once again, I'm being forced to watch this shitty award show. <laughs> Just <laughs> for the commercials. This is the most god-awful award show I've ever seen. It's such a huge joke. and But every year, there's something really important happening, so I have to watch it. Well, they're also going to have the new trailer for Batman Arkham City. If there's anything that would make me watch an award show... That's probably it. I I can't wait to see more on Arkham City. And the fact that we now know that the game is done. I mean, at this point, they're tweaking because they've pretty much, they've said they've pretty much finished the game. So I, I just want to know when it's coming out. I want to know when I can get my hands on this thing because everything we've seen so far just makes my jaw drop. Oh, their their asses are going to drag that one out. I mean, they're going to tease on that one for a little while at least. I mean, their sites are getting massive hits. You can load it up in uh, you know, Google Analytics and stuff and just watch like how many people are refreshing it every day looking for new news and how many people damn near crash the site when there's a new, you know, little image that comes out. It's it's kind of massive. Well, I honestly I can't blame them. Okay, moving on from there. Today's big release, in case anybody didn't know, and it's a big release even though it's $5, Poker Night in the Inventory is finally out. I don't know if either of you guys actually pre-ordered the sucker. I did not. No. Oh, you bastards. I actually did. Yeah, I I pre-ordered it quite a while back. They've got the nice little uh, bonus right now for the heavy. You get a a cap. But I, I like that depending on your winnings and whatnot, you may get unlock some other Team Fortress 2 items, which if you're not playing Team Fortress 2, I mean, you, you obviously won't care, but I'm actually, we're still playing Team Fortress 2, and we're still loving Team Fortress 2, so it's going to be, we're looking forward to it. Uh, other bit of news, Red Dead Redemption soundtrack is now, now available on vinyl. Now, anybody who really knows me knows the vinyl podcast that I did for a while that I keep saying I'm going to go back to because I really really want to go back to it it's just a matter of time i love vinyl i i absolutely adore vinyl i buy a lot of new stuff out on vinyl not mp3 so when i saw this and this sucker is out on red vinyl as well yes okay, it, it red is pressed freaking sweet 
And it's not expensive. It's 15 bucks. You're getting the full soundtrack. The problem is I had it in my shopping cart. And then when I chose my shipping charge, the goddamn shipping was more than the vinyl. (laughs) So it was that. And I've had vinyl shipped from the States to here. Obviously, for people who don't know in Canada, I've had vinyl shipped inexpensively. Really, it can be shipped for next to nothing. These guys decided that it's worth charging $17 for shipping (laughs) when the fucking vinyl is $14.99. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, boys. So I did not order it, which is oh so disappointing. I cannot tell you how disappointed I am. I I told you I'm I'm offering to drive to Canada and I'll mail it from one of the provinces. uh, Dude, you know what? I may take you up on that at some point. I really did. Oh, I St. Catharines is an hour away. Yeah. All right, other news this week that we got. Portal 2 is being delayed. Actually, which one of you spotted this? Vince, eh? Uh, Yeah, that would be me. So, yeah, unfortunately, Portal 2 uh, has been slightly delayed. uh, Well, slightly more delayed since it's already been delayed once. Uh, But anyway, it is going to be coming out April 20th in North America and April 22nd in Europe, as opposed to its original, uh, I think it's February launch date. So we have to wait a little longer for the awesome that is Portal 2. Yeah, they are saying now, just to switch it over to another topic, Final Fantasy fourteen is actually ready for the PS3. It's 100% ready, and it should be out on time. They're, they're working on it, um, still to kind of include any of the bug fixes that they've put in for the PC version. <laughs> I, I find it humorous that they use the term 100% complete, seeing as it's questionable whether or not the game was complete to begin with. But yeah, 100% <laughs> complete, but we're still going to apply the fixes from the PC version. To me, that means yeah. it's not exactly 100% done. Yeah. Um, it, the, the 100% is just talking about the actual porting of, of the systems over. And when they, when they were questioned about you know a solid release date, they said that they can't give one yet, and uh, quote, because they're optimizing the game to get as close as possible to the PC version in terms of quality. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the question though that I want to ask, and and I think it's fairly important. At this point, seeing what a mess the PC version has been and continues to be, the fact that they have not yet charged for a month of <laughs> use from anyone, they keep extending the free period which to their credit i will say is a show of good faith is actually i like seeing that i don't want to make fun of that i think that's i think that it's important that a company that needs to make money to recoup the costs of this mmo is continuing to pr- give freebies to everybody because they understand there's a problem so kudos to square square enix on that front but the fact that they haven't yet even charged anybody do you really think there's not that many people that are going to pick it up and trust it on PS3? I don't know about trust it, but you put Final Fantasy and PlayStation together and you'll just have millions of you know unwitting masses buying it. That's all oh, it comes look, down to. Look what it did for Final Fantasy XI. I mean, just look at the numbers of console sales versus PC sales. I mean, it, well, there, was a, there was a slight imbalance at the very least. I mean, there... PlayStation 2 is with network adapters really sold that game. I mean, they really, really sold that game. See, I think what a lot of the issues here with Final Fantasy 14 comes to just how different the release is from the Final Fantasy 11 release. Uh, Final Fantasy 11, when it originally came out, it was only in Japan and only on PlayStation 2 because you know, not a lot of gamers in Japan play on PC. The consoles are much more popular over there. They didn't work on the PC version until they started localizing it for America. So they had a game that ran solidly on the PS3, made a capable PC version of it from there, because actually the PC version came out in America before the PS2 version did, because they understood that the online gaming market in America was much more PC-focused than console-focused. So they've taken 14 and gone the entire opposite direction, 
and developed it for PC first instead of PlayStation, which let's face it, that's not Square's strong suit. Square is much better at developing for consoles than for PCs. Maybe if they had come out with the PlayStation version first, like they did for 11, then we wouldn't be seeing the issues we have here. Because if you look at 14, the interface, the menu systems, all that, I'm sure it would actually work out quite well on a console. It just does not work for PC. So, I, <sighs> Yeah, but that being said, then, are you feeling playing it that it was actually developed for console first, and then they just made some minor changes to adapt it to PC, which would then mean that it will actually play well on the console? No, that's that's the mistake they made. That's what I'm saying. Whereas 11 was developed primarily for the console and then ported to the PC, they've developed 14 for the PC using console uh, tactics, which just makes it the big mess that we've seen here. Well, here's hoping they actually can fix it. The the thing, the, the beauty of the... Um the PS3 version is that you're not going to have to worry about having these, this, you know, uber freaking computer to run it on. It'll just work. Theoretically speaking, of course. Even if you do have the Uber computer, it may or may not work on PC. It's just they, 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 they don't know enough about PC development to really optimize it for a lot of the hardware that's out there these days, especially in America, which is where we're seeing a lot of the hardware oriented issues. Yeah, well, again, here's hoping if they can get it ready for PC and or sorry for PS3, and if the if they can take what they've learned from releasing it early on the PC, of course, then maybe the PS3 version will be quite good. It it, it is possible. It's, I'm not saying plausible but it is <laughs> it is definitely possible we'll we'll wait and find out from there we also got a little bit of information in terms of late psp2 photos this was cool for a couple of different reasons uh, it's quite obvious from the photos which i would show you on the site but I, I don't have the actual link ready here but anyways anybody who's watching live i'm sure they've actually seen it already the thing here to, to keep in mind is that they've they've already stated that they're going back to the drawing board. They're changing a lot of things. Anything we've seen is quite likely not going to remain the same. If not, it's already changed. But what's interesting is that it sounds almost like they're listening finally to what people have been saying. The the, the leaked photo has dual analog sticks. They've included some funky freaking touch thing on the back area where you can, uh, who knows what you're going to do with that. I don't, I, I don't Rest know. Rest it on your nuts. Maybe like know. it's a connectables <laughs> thing and you can be scratching behind the ears of your pet. I don't, I don't understand what that's for <laughs> at all, but who knows? Maybe they can make it work. Um, they were saying though, that they're thinking that there's a problem with the sliding because the, it's kind of like the, the go where the, the screen slides up and down, thus giving you more room for buttons and yet not taking up as much space. So they're already saying that that wasn't working. So they're going back to the drive on board with that but again i think it's interesting because i just from what if it's if it's legit which from what we've seen actually sounds like it is it sounds like they're listening to the fans and what or i shouldn't just say fans but what people have been saying that is needed if that's true and they're going to the drawing board always thinking about what should be in it what should have been in the first one it's possible we might get a good handheld console from Sony. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, it looks like it has a ton of potential. It could be pretty cool. It has some that, that weird Japanese quirkiness that some of their cell phones have. Who knows? That thing on the back might be for like a dildo attachment. You never know. Um, but I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to see some PSP love out of this next system and that it is going to be solid and actually feel like a, you know, a good gaming system. Like you take a look at your uh, DS and it's, it feels like a gaming system. It just, it, it, it's sleek, it's thin, it's functional. It's got all the buttons in the right part or right place. You look at the PSP and it feels flimsier, I guess you would say would be the best way to phrase it. Like my PSP, I'm afraid that if I drop it, it's going to smash into a thousand pieces. I'm hoping beyond hope that the that the uh, the PSP two 
doesn't make it feel like that anymore. I, what it's all going to come down to for me is the distribution medium. I mean, the, as much as I hated the, the controls and the layout of the original PSP, what absolutely killed it for me was the UMD. I just don't think you can go with a disc-based uh, medium on a handheld platform. When I'm sitting on my toilet playing PSP and <laughs> and half the time I'm in there is loading time, that's not what I'm looking for in a handheld. Like, just, and, there's you know, a pun or, in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, you know, if I'm on the bus or, or any other places. I would where, have opened with that. This is an FYI <laughs> hey, for future well, conversations. I'm, I'm just being realistic. That's where I do most of my handheld gaming. <laughs> At least the boy's honest. I mean, yeah. you got to give him credit for, or points for that. Hey, it, it dates back to, to the original Game Boy Advance. That was the only place in my house that had good enough lighting. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you, anyway. You were, you, know, you were the kid with the friggin' like, headlight, the, the, the band with all the, the light that you put on your head, sitting with your, your original Game Boy sitting on the crapper, weren't you? <laughs> no there's no, a possibility no. uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway I, it just a lot of people with their handheld systems they like to pick up and play for small amounts of time put it away and then come back to it and that's just something that you can't get with a disc-based medium it just physically doesn't load fast enough that's what killed the psp for me and then in the exact opposite direction you have the psp go which hey it's great it's you know all stored on their uh, hardware but having the digital only really cut out a large part of their their fan base let's face it a lot of kids aren't going to be downloading games they want to walk into gamestop and buy something well, so if wait i don't know i'm gonna i'm, I'm starting to interrupt but let, if you look at the uh the nintendo dsi and you look at the past nintendo handhelds um downloading stations at places like best buy at nintendo stores at GameStops uh, for games like just a, a little things like Pokemon games. There's been f parts where you can go into a store and, and purchase an entire game for download at the actual store after playing demos of it. It might not be a bad deal if it's marketed right, if okay. it's done properly. Al allow me to rephrase this. For as someone who works in retail, trying to explain to people buying the PSP Go they the the parents don't want their kids just downloading the games they want to be in a little more control uh, of what oh, yeah. their kids are buying and you know just at, from a parent standpoint hey if i can get a pre-owned game for cheap at gamestop or have to pay full price for the downloadable game that aspect of it ha has definitely i think hurt the psp go I would say maybe, and I, and I would argue again that parents wouldn't have to relinquish control if Sony set up, let's say, download stations, walk mm -hmm. into Best Buy, here's the games, plug in your PSP, download the game. And I understand that the, the whole used game market for cheap, that's a whole nother story. It's a whole nother can of worms, but downloaded games tend to be cheaper to begin with. Unless they're like, you know, a huge release that people are trying to bank whatever money on. They tend to be a little cheaper because you're not paying for the materials or at least they should be. So, I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that we could start seeing these slightly less expensive games at download stations for direct download. Parents would still have the control. Kids would still be able to see the game, make an educated decision, say, that's pretty. I fucking want that game. Mom, buy it for me now. Probably swearing just like that because they're from the suburbs. But it, it is possible. And it's, it's something that I don't want to completely discredit and say that, you know, retail is always the way to go because, you know, in the future, retail might not be the way to go. What about those people that have, you know, the ability to download something or the ability to log on to their PlayStation through the, to the PlayStation Network or directly through the PlayStation Network on their PSP, but it's, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles to the nearest store. So it's it's a give and take. And don't don't get me wrong. I, I am completely in favor of digital downloads, be it games, comics, movies, whatever. Um, and I, I definitely see it as a viable option in addition to a physical medium for the PSP2. I'm just saying from my personal experience in a retail environment, the downloadable only aspect has hurt the sales of the PSP Go. Fair enough. I, and it's true. There's there's. The, I think that we are at a time when 
we're seeing enough success from digital downloads on the PC side, obviously, especially from Steam. I mean, to the point where retailers are getting somewhat pissed off at them because of the sales that they are losing from physical copies. So we're seeing a lot of success, and yet there's still some trepidation in terms of what if they go under everything that I, this concept of cloud computing, what's going to happen to everything that we've paid for? This is a conversation conversation actually we've been having online on the forums as well yes. and it's interesting because there there are people who are afraid of what will happen if that distributor of said merchandise that you paid for goes under and especially when you're dealing with a parent, we'll say, who has bought a gaming device for their child then has to put their faith in okay so you want me to pay you know, twenty nine ninety nine for this game. Where's the Where's the proof? Where's the media? Where is the you know the 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 actual game so that we can be sure that you don't lose it or swallow it or some damn thing? And if you have kids, you understand what I mean. And so there there is a lot of that. But the fact is, is that right now it is a time for everything to be downloadable. Everything. I, I'm sorry, but I'm at a point where I don't want a physical CD copy of anything i don't want to have to pop in a cd to prove that i paid for this i don't want the fact that you might lose your key oh yeah i don't want any of that i want it all on steam or whoever can do it better i want it on there i want every single game that i purchased to be registered on itunes so that i can download it again for my ipad or iphone i want those cloud computing games because i think we're at a point where we can do that the problem is is that I'm not necessarily in the majority. So when you're looking at a new gaming device, you have to keep that in mind. The thing is, though, we're at a point where we're seeing the iPhone overtaking many other game handheld gaming devices. And that shit's all on there. You're you're not yep. looking for a freaking UMD for your iPhone, which is awesome because i hate freaking umds you know what the freaking nintendo the ds stuff is it's a pain in the ass to have to switch but they're as big as a freaking quarter okay i can live with that it's not a big deal umd it's a pain in the ass and it's still a freaking disc in there which can get damaged or get dust on it and all that bullshit so i think that I think the Go, or not the Go, but I think the, the PSP2 has to be fully digital. It has to be something that is that that the distribution of the games on it is handled well enough that everybody can rely on it, that there are parental restrictions on it as well. You know what I mean? All of that crap, it, it has to do that, and it has to do it well so that it can succeed. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in real quick here, just from a I mean, you you t you attacked it from a retail standpoint. I want to attack it from an ISP standpoint. I work for an ISP. I work for a company that spends a lot of time and money integrating a customer's complete home into complete control from one wireless device. They have that capability. Do you know how many people jump at that opportunity? How many old people? How many people that are you know 50 plus see this and say, I want this now? They can control their phone, their internet. They control their TV. They can control their alarm system. They can control security cameras all through a central hub that they can load in their pocket and take with them when they go. This thing is selling like hotcakes. I don't think it's just a young person's game anymore. People are starting to realize that consolidating into a digital format is cost effective. Okay, but there's a, there's a difference between trying to sell to, to somebody that. who is in their 60s being able to control the, the, the light on. on their fridge when they open the door <laughs> and a PSP2. Hey, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> now start taking this from a parent standpoint. Let's say the parents can control what their kids download from a central location. They have an application on their phone. They have a website they can log into. They can see what their kids are playing, how long their kids are playing these games. They can say their kid, their kid can make a wish list. I want this game, this game, this game. Parents can then go ahead and see, you know, what this game is, what the rating is, what the reviews are, can see samples of gameplay. It has this huge potential to give parents even more control over what their kids are actually getting their hands on. I mean, it's not that hard for a kid to go out and get a copy of a game that they shouldn't get a hold of. There's an entire legal battle in California going on about this right now. You know, it, so this would give an opportunity. This could potentially give an opportunity to parents to have greater control over the input of what their kids kids are seen in a digital format. So, I mean, it has this potential. I'm just saying. And I'm not disagreeing with you. Again, I, I'm making it very clear. I am for a fully 
digital media on well any device but like in in this context for the ps2 it's all in how it's presented it's all in how it's it's delivered i mean for all the bitching that people have for the app store with the amount of control and the the orwellian kind of big brother aspect to it you know what i don't have a problem with my son going on uh, you know the app shop or app to check what the new apps of the day are and to download i mean sure there's a couple of sex position ones that come out every once in a while but i mean for the most part they're pretty well done clean and i don't worry for the most part if it was anything else that didn't have that level of control yes i would have to worry about it it's all about how well they do without it infringing on any kind of you know freedoms of speech bullshit and whatnot and i say it's a joke when i say that because i'm a writer but you know it's 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 how much control you you exert over what is going to appear how it's going to appear how much control the minor has versus how much control the adult has i mean we're, we're spinning this conversation way off track here but it is still I think it's 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 an interesting conversation in terms of what it is that we would like to see in the future. I mean, it, it's they're they're on the cusp of developing something that has a potential to be very cool or uh, just a minor upgrade to what's already out there. And to me, that's the biggest thing. It's 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 wondering what we're we can expect here. You know what I mean? Uh, so, anyways, we talked about app store so i think it's worth mentioning the rage game that came out last <laughs> week this sucker came <laughs> oh man rage hd came out and this sucker came out i wrote a full review so go to biodowntous.com you can read the my full review of the hd version which i played on my i my ipad uh it's the the bash mutant mutant bash tv rage mutant Bash tv um the thing to keep in mind is that this is a basically a demonstration of what can be done on the on iOS devices. It's also a demonstration of what John Carmack can do when given the opportunity. <laughs> Freaking guy is a genius um, with iOS devices. You can get e- either the HD version for a whopping two bucks for the 3GS, the, the iPhone 4, the iPad, or you can get a lower resolution version for your older devices for a whopping 99 cents. So it's, it's, it's a very good deal. The, the, the thing with the game is that it's not, it's not the same game as what's going to be coming out later for the PC and consoles. This is just, again, a demonstration. It's three levels, so it's not a lot, and it is an on-rail game, which means, and just to explain, the game is basically you're on a TV show and you're killing mutants. So there's not a lot to it, okay? Don't look, don't look too much for lore because <laughs> taint there. Uh, and you're being taken through what is it feels like an amusement park ride kind of thing, where you have absolutely no control of your movement you can't move back and forth you can't do any of those things um you have limited control of movement in terms of aiming your weapon it's it's very limited i'm you i i made the joke that it feels like you're wearing a, a straight jacket and it really does at times you're limited in terms of where you can move which then makes the replayability more fun because you can remember where the ammo was and the money was and the targets and things like that so you're faster on the draw during your replays and i think that's where the value of the game is when you are actually playing it through again a couple of times because you there's varying degrees of difficulty that you can play the game through the thing with the game that's that's amazing of course are the graphics i mean really it is amazing the graphics on this game are awesome they're really well done the the level of detail is incredible and it's worth worth noting just because it makes me look forward to whatever else id software is going to work on i i know that they said that they're not going to work on too many ios games maybe two per year kind of thing simply because of the time it takes but it makes me look forward to whatever else they may work on nobody cares nobody cares 
Yeah, well, Rogers monologuing? <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> this is no, all you have it, to say. It, what it reminds me of is it reminds me of the old school shooters like Area 51, where you could sit there and you can play it time and time and time again because, you, like you said, you can remember where certain things are. You can play it at a higher difficulty setting, and it, it just makes the game that much more fun, that much more replayable. And I don't mind rail shooters. A lot of people I know do. But they're not that bad. And I think that this looks phenomenal. And I, I think it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, who doesn't want to kill some time blown up mutants? I mean, I think it's just fun. Yeah. yeah it, just, just, go, just go down to the local arcade and ask them how many quarters I pumped into House minute, of the Dead minute, back in the day. Arcade? What's an arcade? Yeah, we still have one of those. <laughs> we have a Dave and Busters. Does that count? <laughs> All right. So I did play it through. There is a review for folks who are interested. It is on the site. Again, go to botondos.com and you will see it there. It was enjoyable, albeit far too short. And I think that one of the things that's important here to note is that John Carmack said they made it on rails and they made it so that you had less control because they wanted to keep the size down in terms of download. They assumed that by offering a larger download, less people would be willing to, to take to, to buy it what they found out really fast because this sucker rose to number one immediately it was insane how fast this went to number one what they found out is that we are craving this kind of thing right now for ios devices if you if they would have done something that was twice as large but offered you more control they could have charged more and we would have definitely paid i would have paid twice as much for something that allowed me more control and movement and whatnot and even even with just three levels because it would be way different and a ton of fun anyways it is still worth checking out i mean definitely definitely download it it's a whopping two dollars for the hd version moving on from there we're actually going to talk about something that's fairly interesting we've been getting some news about a, a different way that we can expect games to be coming to consoles or tv or whatever and right now we have several actually different companies that are working on this now on live just went live they sent out to the console so that you can be playing your games from your high def tv i am superbly interested in this these suckers are selling for only 99 bucks right now and then from there you can see you can play a variety of different games. Joe, I'm actually, you've done a lot of research on this. I'm going to let you go with this one. Thank you. Um, OnLive re represents sort of a, I don't want to say like a revolution in gaming because there hasn't been one of those in a long time. But I mean, with the declining in-store rentals, with people moving to a more digital format and games becoming more expensive, a lot of people have been looking for an alternative. OnLive allows you to pay a monthly fee uh, to basically rent games and play them over the internet. Um, and we're not just talking about little piddly shit games. We're talking like full-blown EA titles. Uh, we're talking you want to go play World of Warcraft, you can go ahead and log into World of Warcraft through their site. You want to go ahead and play Call of Duty, you can go ahead and play Call of Duty through their site. You know, So it's, it's an interesting idea because we saw this sort of success years ago. And Roger and I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but years ago there was Sega TV. Uh, what it was is your cable provider would give you a small cartridge that plugged into your Sega, your Sega Genesis, a cable line plugged into the cartridge, and you could load any game you wanted from the Sega library for a small fee. Okay. Now, OnLive basically allows you the same thing. You can go into any game that they have and play it in full, in HD on your computer or now that they have the console systems on your HD TV for a monthly fee. And there's no really big commitment. You can demo games that you would normally have to purchase that don't have demos available to it. So it's really an interesting concept and it's something that a lot of people have seen beginning really excited about. It's also a concept that hasn't gone unnoticed. OnLife has competition already in the form of a site called Gaikai. Um, it's it's kind of a weird name to pronounce, uh, but it is another site that offers a series of games uh, that you can play over the internet that you can actually pay the monthly fee for and go ahead and just play whatever you want off their site. Um, not only is there that site 
popping up to challenge on live, but Virgin, the company Virgin is doing virgingaming.com, which is a subscription-based game, uh, gaming system just like the other two, and it's starting to actually be pushed out. Um, uh, Gaikai and Virgin Gaming are getting set to do uh, closed and open beta releases respectively, uh, so players are going to be able to experience this for themselves. Personally, I think it's an interesting concept because with rentals going down, you, you see blockbusters closing up their game sections in most places. Uh, standalone video game rental places are so far and few between in this nation that are basically anywhere almost that it's it's though it's a dying business. And this sort of almost revitalizes it by giving people a, uh, you know, an, a, an opportunity to play various amounts of games for one consolidated monthly fee. And I think that actually that is something that a lot of people are going to want to do, depending on how much they're charging. Now, if you've got a different kind of service where you are buying the electronic game and then you can play it as much as you want, or you are renting and playing as many games as you want for a specific monthly fee, I think that's going to be the difference in terms of how successful you then are. I'm not so certain that we're ready for a you can pay X amount of dollars to be able to play whatever game on your big screen without actually buying the console or the console version. I don't think we're ready for that, but I think we are ready for a pay 15, $20 a month and pay play whatever you want during that time without actually owning a physical copy of it. That I think actually will succeed. I would agree. I think it's uh, the, the cloud gaming could succeed in that regard. Yeah, I'm I'm all for this. It just the only the only thing that comes down to me is all we have all these different uh, companies out there jumping in on it, and you know you don't want to be the guy that bought the HD DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's something where a lot of people I think are just going to sit back and see how it plays out. Well, unfortunately, for what it's worth, um, on live just inked a huge deal to carry every single EA title, every yeah. single EA title. Not just some of them, all of them. That's the big one right there, too. How much support are you getting? You know, if you are signing on with EA, regardless of what I think of them <laughs> or their recent <laughs> transactions, <laughs> we won't get into that. Just see previous. But Roger, you know, think how much how much upset you would have saved if you would have tr- if you had had a subscription like this to go and try APB yes. on your one monthly fee. Yeah. but anyways i think that yeah when you when you're looking at something like this if it is a monthly fee that allows you everything i actually i don't know on life how they're doing the subscription base i haven't looked into it i don't know if it's a buy to use a certain copy or rent to be able to play that right now the reason that it's not really um talked about right now on their site is because they don't know and that is a right now the people that signed up tentatively signed up are basically getting a free it's it's a live beta for lack of a better term here um while it is released it's not mass market release and it doesn't have a price point quite yet um so we don't know we don't know how much they're going to charge for it um the way that they're talking about it is a subscription model where players will pay uh, consumers will pay a monthly fee and play whatever the hell they want from the library with very few exceptions. And see, that's uh, some, awesome. Yeah. And I don't games, have a problem with that. Now, some games are, they were talking about um, with an interview. I can't remember the, the gentleman's name off the top of my head, and I, I apologize. This was probably weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Now, he said that the only thing that they can't really front the cost for would be like subscription based games like World of Warcraft. You may have to have your own, um, you know, account in order to log into it. However, the good thing about that is you'll never have to download a patch. If you're at your front's house, you want to log in and play with them real fast. You can hop on. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, consolidating things. And they're talking about, Um, making the service so that it will sync with certain things like add-ons for games as well so that your ui can travel with you in games that allow you to customize uis so there's there's a lot of things that look really attractive about it now i will say there is one big big red mark hanging over all three of these services and this is we what if you have a bandwidth cap yeah Now, it's becoming less common in the United States now than it is other countries as far as throttling or bandwidth capping goes. But look at Roger. Roger is in Canada. 
I don't know a single service in Canada that doesn't really like to cap you and try to charge you more money. And something like this, especially if it's streaming in HD, can take up a lot of bandwidth. I see that's the so, thing. We, we've talked about this. I actually, as it stands now, would not be able to do this. Now, that does not... Pre- that, that doesn't take away from the attractiveness of this package, nor does it make it seem any less worthy. It's not their fault that my ISP is a, an asshole and wants to charge me an arm and a leg. The problem is they, they all are here. I mean, you really, it's very difficult to find one that is not, and you've got those caps on a lot of them. Um, there are some, however, where there are no caps or the the caps are so bloody high that you're fine kind of thing. So I would literally have to go out of my way and switch everything around just so that I was with one of those. Cause as it stands now, I simply would not be able to do this. And that's disappointing because I, I, I look at this and I see, you know what, even if they didn't allow the, say the MMOs, which are a whole different other ball games, but that they charge you a monthly fee and you can play any console game that you want without having to go out and buy it and all that crap. I dude, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I would love that. It has it has a ton of raw potential. We just kinda of have to sit back like like Vince said and see where the dust settles and see what happens. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which one of these services winds up being the one that is the clear winner because it essentially I can see this service having legs, but I can't see multiple versions of it working. I'm thinking that eventually people are going to gravitate towards the one that has signed the most people and that has the best hardware behind it to support it. And that's going to be the one that people latch on to. Once again, nobody's going to be, you know, playing the beta version, the beta copies kind of thing. They're going to go for the VHS copies. Oh, my old school (laughs) reference there for folks. You know, I actually versus DVD. Yeah, dude, throw it out there. Yeah, I know folks that don't know that. But anyways, last thing I wanted to talk about really, really quickly was just again, some more of the connect hacks that we've been seeing just because they're freaking awesome now we all have our favorites right now the iRoomba one for me kind of is one of my favorites this little sucker that goes around and does a 3d mapping of your house and then can listen to commands you can point to the side and it will go there skynet is not far people this is we are getting very close to that that one and Kill. yeah, really <laughs> take those angles out with the right now. The frozen Man, that and it's the so clean but dying. the shadow puppet one. I love the that shadow awesome. puppet one. That was awesome. And of course, controlling Windows 7. Granted, it's Windows 7. I mean, Jesus, you can get a kid to do that. But that was awesome, too. It, it's yeah. It's interesting to see how what is a gaming concept uh, explode into so much more. And you can go to Hackaday and they have an entire competition based on hacking the connect and making it do new and exciting things. So there's always somebody new posting something that they've done with this, this what was supposed to be a gaming platform and just expanding it to just whatever their imagination can handle. Yeah, I actually particularly liked uh, when the guy was drawing in MS Paint with the Connect. I'm like, that was really cool, and it was it was very responsive too. Like there is almost no noticeable lag. I just, that's the the potential is just blowing me away every week. Yeah, I and and just to finish up real quick, actually, the the wife, like I'd said before, too, she's been playing the Dan Central, which. I, when watching that sucker, and I don't mean my wife, um, when watching the Ooh. game and what it, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ducking, hoping she's not behind me. <laughs> <laughs> when watching the game and the responsiveness and just how far ahead it is in terms of the technology behind it, it's very cool. But she decided she wanted to try something new, so she actually picked up the Ubisoft Fitness one, which was demoed at... Uh, the, the E3 when they were talking about it and whatnot and it looked impressive at the time I gotta tell you though now actually having seen that one in uh, in, in in person and actually I did some of it as well too and so much as I could with the bad knees um, it is amazing it is really 
absolutely the technology technology behind this when developers set their minds to it is amazing it is really really cool the the ubisoft game for anybody who's interested in getting a good workout is definitely worth the money the wife's been doing it since she picked it up different workouts every single time she was telling me how many dozens and dozens of different types of workouts there are that she hasn't even come close to and every one of them is just kicking her trash because they are difficult as hell so it's again it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we can expect from this device in, in the future. So with that, we're actually going to wrap up the regular games edition and we're going to be starting our lower one shortly. If you are listening to the downloaded version, you will want to go out and da- download the lower edition as well. It's always fun to listen to. And with that, I will talk to you guys next week. I have a beagle staring at me with uh, whiny eyes. And there she goes. I'm assuming that's Tart's mutt. Yeah. Sylvanas the dark puppy. So here I am on MMO Champion. And I'm seeing this ad for this game I have to pre-order because it comes out uh, three weeks ago. Something called DC Universe Online. (laughs) Seriously? There's a pre-order now coming November 2nd, 2010. Puppy. Hey, that thing's not going to be making nose a whole show, right? I seriously hope not. All right, Tart, I know you're listening. Control your mutt. I can still hear too. it. Oh, right. I definitely yeah. need another glass of wine. Yep. <laughs> we'll be right Quick, back in a couple to of the minutes, mo- folks. Yeah. Mobile. yeah. There is something up with your freaking mic, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you know what it sounds It sounds like this. Damn it, Joe. We were doing fine until you came along. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> but I've been playing with my son too, so I actually I haven't been able to play nearly as much just because my freaking my son is playing it all the time. He is having oh my god, he's having so much fun. And so then when I'm playing, he's sitting beside me and saying, "Oh, by the way, you can do this. Oh, by the way, you can do this." And it's, I have to remind him that you know I actually have a couple of games podcasts. I kind of know how to freaking play. <laughs> I might have been able to figure this out on my own, kiddo. Apparently, he thinks that you know I'm just an old man. Apparently, yeah, I've heard other people imply the same actually not even imply point blank say it i know how to game for from now on anyways thanks a lot we'll talk to you guys later oh my god i can hear the freaking dogs you know what i want to notice she only does it when you're talking roger awesome i have that effect on chicks uh, all right later guys yeah. the bitches like me <laughs> get it oh. all right bye guys later